Yeah, in my personal record book, if this makes Pittsburgh, the Steelers, the fans of the Steelers, you, uh, if it makes everyone feel better, in my own personal record book, uh, the Steelers won that game, the Patriots lost, and that means the Steelers are on track to be the one seed in the AFC. <laughs> the Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. The Braves started a pitcher last night who's 20 years old. And Atlanta was not burned to the ground. I've got some reasons why. Let's hear what Lance Lysowski of DKPittsburghSports.com thinks on the subject. Lance, how are you today? I broke the phone. I broke the phone. None of it matters anyhow. Oh, who cares? I'm going to be shuffled off this mortal coil. Easy, easy. Let's come down off the ledge, man. Sorry. It's all good. Hey, Lance, sorry about that. What's up, man? Nah, not much. What are your thoughts on death before we get into the pirate stuff? Uh, I don't have any. <laughs> no? See, I think we're all just going to wind up in a hole in the ground getting eaten alive by worms. What do you think? I don't know. It's only a Tuesday, Adam. I don't talk about death this early in the week. It's too easy to fall into a rut. Eaten alive by worms i said Stop, they were dead. i mean move, just on, a, move on to the interview i'm man. sorry Stop. i'm sorry lance it was a bad, bad night for me last night the braves started a 20 year old pitcher and atlanta didn't burn to the ground i do think there were some differences though between the way that they handled it and the way the pirates handled theirs a couple weeks back yeah yeah and i think it's just two different types of pitchers I, and hey for him being only 20 years old, he showed up and pitched extremely well, um, which obviously wasn't the case when uh, when Clay Holmes came up. But, hey, I, I think that, I don't know, I didn't really pay attention to their side of it on what the, the thorough explanation was. I know it was for rest, but I guess it's just people were upset at the timing of it. I don't know. I think that the difference is they're in a 32-day stretch where they're playing 32 games, whereas the Pirates had some off days built around. The Braves pitching staff also was not good as they just got swept by the Rockies. And the Pirates pitching staff was pitching very well even prior to their biometric stuff. Yeah, it, it is an off days thing, and it's having that guy that you want to give an opportunity to. Um, I know that they like Clay Holmes, but I don't really think that Clay Holmes is in their long-term plans uh, as being a, a rotation piece, maybe in the bullpen down the road. So you look at the Braves, this is a, a kid that they really like who probably will be in the rotation sometime down the road. It just made a ton of sense. Plus, they're facing a struggling offense, you know, that's kind of in a rut. On the other hand, the Giants were showing signs of life. You know, they were hitting a little bit better when the Pirates went into San Francisco. So, and plus, that's a really difficult place to play, San Francisco, compared to this place on a, on a Monday night. Lance Lysowski joining us here on the Crowley Show. Is the season already a success for the Pirates, Lance, because of what they did at the deadline and what the future holds? Yeah, I would say so, Adam. Uh, because, look, they're, I think it at least showed that there is a clear direction, that they're not going to, to sell pieces off this offseason, you know, as opposed to last offseason when you knew you kind of knew going in that Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon were likely going to be gone. Now they're going to have Chris Archer back. They're going to have Keone Kella back. They're going to have a pretty darn good foundation. Now you have Joe Musgrove, who's become a really good starting pitcher. Jameson Tyone looks like he could be the ace of the staff. So there's a lot that they've accomplished so far this year. And the things that they have struggled with in the past couple of weeks, 
still, um, I, I wouldn't be too concerned. The thing they need to do, though, next year is get Josh Bell on track and, mm-hmm. and try to find some sort of consistency on offense. They need to have a power bat in the lineup, and maybe Bell can be that guy. They need somebody that, when you're not hitting, when everyone is not clicking on all cylinders, can still go out there and hit a two, three run bomb and give you that opportunity to kind of be slump proof. And I don't know if, I don't think he's that guy. And Colin Moran's yeah. not that guy. And no. there's really nobody in, in the organization that could be that guy. Not next year or, or really any, anywhere down the line. I mean, yeah, power develops, you know, late for, for a lot of prospects. Hey, maybe Josh Bell rediscovers it. Maybe he ends up becoming a, 35 home run guy. It just doesn't seem to be the case, just based on the way that he hits and that sort of thing. So you're right. They they need that guy in the middle of the order. They can they can <laughs> hit a three run bomb because you know you can't just grind out at bats and and kind of manufacture runs every night. There's going to be nights where you need to kind of win it with one swing. What do you think about the Pirates' use of Kevin Newman thus far? Now, see, I'm in, I'm of the opinion that they should play Hachavaria. I have no issue. Couldn't agree more, pal. On the bench. Yeah. Uh, I, I just uh, why why force a rookie into the lineup? They're in the playoff chase still. Yeah, it's a long shot. They're going to make it, but Hachavaria is a better defensive shortstop, and hey, he could be an option for them next year and re-sign him because Newman can also play second base. I just don't understand the argument of just forcing somebody in there just because they're up here. Hey. He's learning, you know, while he's up here. He gets to work with the Major League staff. He gets to get the, the initial first interviews out of the way and all that nonsense. And at some time down the line, they're going to turn to him. But I don't know why everybody wants it to be now. Lance Lysowski, DKPittsburghSports.com, joining us here on the Crowley Show. How'd you think about, uh, what'd you think about the hurdle benching of Starling Marte? Did it need to happen? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, that time of the year where they've made a lot of mistakes, just attention to detail, that sort of thing. And when you're not running out of ground ball and you get caught off the bag at third base and you cost your team in a run, when, again, when you're playing your meaningful games, I think it's, I don't think the message needs to be sent necessarily, but it, it just shows everybody else because his teammates were upset. It shows them that, hey, that they had, that Clint Hurdle has their back in terms of telling a guy that you got to run out of ground ball. Nobody's immune to that stuff. Whatever happens with Chris Archer this year, as long as he's the guy that they thought he was going to be moving forward, as long as he turns it around, does it matter what he does this year now? I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs anyhow. No, and you look at last night, I think a lot of it's just bad luck and really good hitting by the Braves. Marcakis' single to, to drive in the first, the only run of the night was a really good pitch that Marcakis just put a good swing on. Some of it's been bad luck. Some of it's that he just needs to learn how to pitch and the NL Central as opposed to the AL East, because when you're in pitching in the American League East, you have to be almost perfect. It's a lot of swing and miss pitchers. You're you're not trying to kind of pitch the contact here. I mean, you don't want to necessarily pitch the contact, but you need to find that happy medium, which you're kind of seeing the rest of the Pirates starters figure out by throwing fastballs high or mixing in the slider. Uh, so Chris Archer's going to get there. I think that he's still going to be a good pitcher the rest of the season, but I'm interested to see what he does next year and beyond. Lance Lysowski joining us here from DKPittsburghSports.com on the Crowley Show. It'd be nice to see him put guys away early in the count, um, but as you mentioned, I mean, this still is a learning experience for him uh, coming over to the National League. As for the rotation as a whole, I know we touched on it a little bit earlier. Man, I'm really buying in for next year, though, in terms of their pitching staff. Uh, Trevor Williams has now done it enough that I think that you can at least count on him, even if he's your three or four or, or you know five guy. I, mean, I think you can still believe in him. Uh, Joe Musgrove has been incredibly impressive uh, in what he's done. The pitching's not the reason that they're losing these games right now, and the back end of the bullpen's been very good. 
No, and it's important to note, to, to note that Chad Cool was doing extremely well until he got hurt. He yeah. had that one, that one eight-run blip before the injury, but I thought he was coming along. You're going to have Mitch Keller's in AAA. They've got some pitching depth, so I'm, I'm interested to see um, how it all comes together because Nova's going to be back next year, too, and he's at least shown signs of being able to kind of adjust. Lance Lysowski joining us here on the Crowley Show. When you look at the Pirates' shortstop situation, they have Newman, they have Kramer in the offing, uh, Echevarria, you, you see who they have now, and, of course, Jordy Mercer. you bring either of the veterans back next year? I would. I think just what the, the free agent market's going to be, I think a veteran shortstop like Mercer or Echevarria, they're not going to get that big payday. They might be looking for that one-year deal. I mean, in both cases, I think, and I would bring back, I would bring back Echevarria. I think he, his bats play extremely well since he's come over here. The Pirates have always wanted that elite defensive shortstop, and I think it also helps out when you have Colin Moran at third base. You need somebody with a little bit more range, you know, not only towards Colin Moran, but even towards second base, whatever they do there next year. And there's no reason to rush Kevin Newman. I, I think he can honestly be a bench player next year, play some second base, play some shortstop. But they need somebody to bridge that gap. I, I just don't think it would be wise to rely on a, a rookie shortstop when, I mean, there's a reason why they traded for Echevarria. I think this is a, a way for them to get a really strong look at him because he's an option for next year. Let's play a little revisionist history here. If the Pirates had this team put together from the beginning of the season till now, do they make the playoffs? Uh, I don't think so. I, I still think they need to. to Shore up some areas, like like you said. I mean, the power. I think that this team's too inconsistent offensively. I do like the bullpen though, and they did. Just, it's important to remember how many wins they did give away uh, because of that bullpen earlier this season. And yeah, even the starting pitchers pitching has come along too. So I don't know about a playoff spot, Adam, just based on what the Cubs are and what the Brewers have. And hey, look at the Cardinals. So we'll see. Lance, appreciate the time as always, man. Uh, appreciate the stuff. It's always very good, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Of course, Adam. Thanks. Thank you. There he goes, Lance Lysowski of DKPittsburghSports.com. I have no powers over here. I can't I can't turn phone calls off. I got nothing. I got nothing. Because during the break, I stepped on the power strip and turned it from on to off. That'll do it. And it screwed everything up. I'm an idiot. That's okay. No one's going to call anyhow. Man, you gotta get out of this funk. What's going I on? Even, I didn't even mean that. I don't one. think he meant it. Yeah. No, uh, he meant it. That was a sub subconscious meaning. Exactly. Yeah, like we gotta get you out of the funk. Somebody call Crowley and cheer him up. For God's sake. I wonder if our thoughts exist in eternity. Crowley. It's it, kind of worse though, right? In, if you can just sit there in darkness and think. No, I'd rather be able to think. Really? I'd rather. I would. No, I'd no. rather be. I'd rather be tortured than. To not exist at all. No, you've got to you've got to watch a Black Mirror episode because there's a couple of them that handle that very thing, and it does not look pretty. You know what? I'm wrong because I saw it Get Out, and that is that looked terrible. See, terrifying. there you go, dude. You don't want to deal with yeah. any of that. But to be fair, stab no, me in the eye first. No one's kidnapping you for your athletic prowess. No, <laughs> they would kidnap me if they needed a highly rated AM radio show. Yes, if they need a 700 percent ratings increase, they're your guy. Exactly, I am the guy. <laughs> wonder if they never mind seriously though you need to bring it up dude what do we need to do to cheer you up get you out of this funk get prove you out of that this... god exists hey well that's something we can handle like on a on a tuesday you know 
Okay, is that more of like a Thursday or uh, Friday type thing? It's going to take a few thousand years to get to the bottom of that one. If you could okay. just give us a win, like a short-term win here. What do we need to do? We need to get your beer? No, just you know what? I just saw a pop-up in my Twitter feed that Will Greer's looking good in practice. So Oh, I should have known. Just That's all I need, Will baby. Greer That's all good. I need. Yeah, wasn't he just named to another All-American list today or something he like was. that? He oh, was. Wow. That's a great point. In fact, if Will Greer wins a Heisman and then West Virginia wins a national championship, I'm fine with it all ending and going black. I'm good. Right? Yeah, I'm happy you said <laughs> yeah, okay, it. Okay, cool. Now my, my, my throat's been a little strained lately. I'm happy you said that so I didn't have to because that's exactly how I feel. I'm okay with it all being over as At long as West Virginia it, goes out on top. It goes black, but they're champions, so you, you'll never know anything different. Once I go black, I don't need to go back. <laughs> Coming up next, what constitutes success? It's success day. For the Pirates, I think their season's already been a success. For the Steelers, I think they need to win the Super Bowl this year. For fans to say the season was a success. What about the college football teams in the area? And I know you don't care about West Virginia, but I think it's interesting to get into the different expectations for each of the other teams, Pitt and Penn State. We'll do that when we come back. Positive. Positive. Smile. Up. Go out the break. It's the Crowley Show. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Wow, wow, is very nice. ESPN Pittsburgh on 970 AM and 106.3 FM. <laughs> this is Chris Cornell, who's also dead. Oh, come on. <laughs> Audio slave, he all just right, died. All right, here's a rule for the rest of the show. No more dead artists, Tom. Every artist you play from now on has to be alive. We cannot trigger him anymore. This is getting downright damn depressing. And apparently, Post Malone's plane is flying around trying to burn off fuel because the tires pop. They don't know if they can land the damn thing. So we can end today's show with Post Malone not being alive. Knock on wood. Crowley, he landed. He's fine. Oh, he already got down? He's down. He's fine. (sighs) See, it ended positive. That was a close one. Yeah, but Crowley, let me remind you that he's actually more likely to have harm happen to him now that he's off the plane than he was on the plane. That's true. Car accidents kill more people than planes do. Pete tweets at <laughs> underscore Adam Crowley. It's a no-hope Tuesday on the Crowley Show. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> yeah, welcome to our world. Mr. Richard, one of our favorite callers, or one of our callers, calls up now. He wants to cheer me up. Oh. He's from Wheeling. Hello, Mr. Richard. <laughs> Well, I don't know about the cheering up part, but I can relate to one subject you were talking about. Okay. You were talking about this uh, one black woman or African-American, I guess that's what they wanted to call it. Saying, when you go black, you'll never go back. I had that happen to me with the woman who told me that. She, no, I was about to have sex with her, and she says, when you go black, you'll, this wasn't a mistake choosing me, because when you go black, you'll never go back. And she was most of Mr. Richard, I hope that you know that there's a man pooping everywhere and wheeling, and we've actually been told it might be you. There's a man doing what and wheeling? Pooping everywhere. That's me. Is it <laughs> you? Is it you? Like out in public, Mr. Richard? Yes, even in public. Where's yep, the- I have this chronic diarrhea, and I am doing that. So far... It would be embarrassing. I was in one with the other night, and I had to hurry up and go. It was a good thing the one day I could go because I hate to see it come out and just get all on the floor. 
I think I would embarrass me if that happened. Who's telling you this? I'm from Wheeling telling you? Yeah, it's been it's been put in my ear. <laughs> but as far as uh, going black, all right, when you go black, you'll never go back. This woman told me that. And then she says one thing about me, because she was pretty good size, like 250, built more for comfort and speed. And she says there's one thing about this. Uh, when you put it in, you you can have a wrinkle, and you will never know the difference. <laughs> I feel better. I'm happy again. I don't even know where to begin with that call. I have a place. If you, let's <laughs> just start with that's what they say. Like, how did that go by? <laughs> if you are the woman in that circumstance, you might say the once you go black, you never go back line. But I think what you're really thinking is when my boyfriend poops openly on the floor, I'm going to go date another guy. I mean, that's probably what's going on in your head. There's a story Mikey and Big Bob were talking about it earlier today on the <laughs> Morning Freak Show of a random pooper going to the bathroom all across Wheeling. And we have a lot of listeners in Wheeling, so if you know any more information about this, 412-922-2874 is the number. That's 412-922-2874. And Braden, he tagged me in it. C.C. Adam Crowley, 10 bucks. it's Mr. Richard. Mr. Richard confirmed it. We need to centralize his location. Was that call long enough that the police officers in Wheeling can find him and lock him up for spreading his fecal matter all over the great state of almost heaven, West Virginia? It's almost kind of suspicious. He hung up like five seconds before they would have found his location. No so it's, way. It's like he kind of is aware of that kind of tracking system. So Mr. Richard is playing a smart game. They were triangulating the call. And he's a high-end operative. Like any good movie will tell you, you got to know when to hang up when you're talking to the cops. That's Jason know? Bourne. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, I can't. I How does he exist? I How does he live? <laughs> I don't understand. He drove into a grocery store the other day. Like, into a grocery store, Mr. Richard drove into it. Chips probably all over the front of his car. I probably used that 250-pound broad as cushion. That's what saved him. Jeez. <laughs> He's talking about oh, folds. Yeah, uh, that, just got, that just got bad. Let's not even gloss over the fact that there was a quick little comment you know, where it was, uh, yeah, that's what they say. Like that that made me kind of cringe just a little bit. I started thinking West Virginia, if you know what I mean. There are a lot of people in West Virginia. West Virginia's gone Democrat in every election for the entire history of the damn state until Obama was until Mr. Richard moved. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. We got Adam in Wheeling. He's got info on Mr. Richard's location. Hello, Adam. Ooh. Hey, how's it going? I know Mr. Richard uh, from Wheeling. He hangs out at the uh, Wheeling Island uh, racetrack and casino. And, uh, you know, to you know, bless him to give you a description of the guy, uh, he has a little walker that he hangs that he leans over, and he's got a radio to his ear, and he uh, walks around the racetrack, and he has been thrown out. This is no kidding, not for effect, for pooping on the floor. As a matter of fact, he's been, <laughs> he has been thrown out of the casino. Uh, at first, the uh, security 
they kind of took pity on him until they found out what he did or what he's about. He has his mental faculties about him, but I think the fact that he, you know, that he has this giant hernia um, around his uh, nether regions and, uh, you know, he's probably in pain a lot of times. I really honestly believe he just doesn't care. Adam, I got to ask yeah. you this question. Are, are you at the casino right now? Uh, no. As a matter of fact, I live on Wheeling Island, about a quarter mile from the casino. A lot of times I walk there. That's why I see him a lot. Have but, you had a couple uh, yeah. of beverages today, Adam? Uh, nothing of the alcoholic variety, but, okay. uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just, just soda and uh, water and Powerade. That's all, bud. All right, man. Appreciate the call. Yeah. Just giving you info on Mr. Richard. You guys take care. Hey, you too. Wow. Thanks, Adam. Wow. That's cool. Well, we're really getting to the bottom of this guy. 412-922-2874. If you've got any more information on Mr. Richard, uh, he is, as we have now discovered, the mad pooper who is terrorizing the wheeling area with his large dumps. And he hangs out at the casino? The casino. Is that how you say it down there? Yes. Casino? We get more calls from wheeling than anywhere else. Wheeling loves us. I don't know what that means. I'm pretty sure we're number one in wheeling. It's West Virginia. Yeah. It's West Virginia. The pride of every right, mountain. Not everything needs to be an excuse to sing the fight song. Not everything. Today, I deserve something. I forgot for 10 minutes. I know. I was going to say it. I didn't want to bring you back. I was hoping you'd just forget and keep going. But apparently Mr. Richard knows how to cheer you up. It is success day on the Crowley Show. And anytime Mr. Richard calls in, it's a success. I've already said the Steelers need to win the Super Bowl for the fan base to consider it a success. The Pirates season, in my opinion, is a success because they've improve the ball club immensely it's still a competitive year and i think they're in a much better place for next year to legitimately make the playoffs as for pitt and penn state and west virginia the three local college football teams what constitutes success and really i think from a year-to-year basis these goals should not be the goals that you have every year but what's the success this year for pitt for me it's winning eight games i think you win eight games to great year May I add one thing to it? Win your bowl game, too. You have to win the bowl game. See, I think you'd rather... He hasn't won a bowl game since he's been the coach, Narduzzi. I think, for me, the bowl game doesn't as much matter. I think you need to get to eight wins before the bowl game. Okay, but if they're sitting at seven and five, then you'd say, absolutely, you got to win that bowl game. Oh, you have to. You can't be seven and six again. I mean, you can't can't be doing that. Just dragging your feet. Oh, my God. You went five and seven last year. You go seven and six this year. It's not enough improvement. And although with the schedule, they could be seven and six, and you'd say they, much be, they could be a much better ball club than they were last year. But at the same time, it's a results oriented society. And that job of head coach of a college football team is absolutely all about the results. Rick Patino, or pardon me, Rick Patino, it, it does work with him too, but Bobby Patrino, he's on a car with a co worker that he's banging at Arkansas, not winning a lot of games there. So they fire him. But then Louisville hires him because he won a lot there, and he winds up winning a bunch, and they don't care. Urban Myers maybe going to get fired. We'll find out tomorrow. But any other coach in the country, not named Nick Saban, probably gets fired for the stuff going on there. Urban Meyer? No. Why? Results. DJ Durkin probably going to get fired because he's just a guy. So it is results-oriented, and I need to see it from Pat Narduzzi's pit team. 
I gotta see it. We had a caller there, Tom. Yeah, we had a little more info on Mr. Richard. He was shy. He didn't want to go on the air. I, I don't think he wants to um, out his source. But he said we need to look up a guy named David Bloomquist. And yeah. he, he knows everything that, that we need to know. That's Bloom Daddy. Daddy. That's yeah. our friend. Well, yeah. that's the guy we need to know. Yeah, we're already to. in. He knows him. Mr. Richard. We might have to call Bloom Daddy the next segment. We'll talk about that off the air. We'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Or do we think this is a good idea? Should we just do that? Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I think so. Maybe, maybe we, we check with Bloom Daddy, see what kind of information he may have. That's true. Tom, do your legwork. Yeah. Get on it, producer. Yeah, come on. You've got my phone. My phone's in here. I've got his number. You walk in here right now and you take my phone and you call him and he'll answer because it's me and you tell him it's his producer. We'll trick him that way. We're nothing if we're not ethical here on the Crowley Show. Yeah. Well, we got to get to the bottom of the story and we let nothing stand in the way of journalism here. Absolutely not. It's the number one virtue of the Crowley Show. <laughs> Never let anything stand in the way of journalism. <laughs> I think Penn State needs to win the Big Ten to have a successful season this year. Last year, they don't. Year before, they do. Now they want to win a national championship, but the division they're in, the conference they're in, I don't know if anybody, and this is, here's a hot take alert. Penn State plays in the toughest division in all of college football, and I don't think any of those teams are going to make it into the playoff this year. I don't think Ohio State's going to make the playoff. I don't think Michigan's going to make the playoff. I don't think Penn State's going to make the playoff, because I think they're all going to be sitting there with two losses. Michigan State's a great football team. Michigan, or pardon me, Wisconsin returns all five of their offensive linemen. So it's a tough division. It's a tough conference. So for me, winning the conference would constitute a successful season for Penn State. As for West Virginia, it's got to be their year. It's got to be. You've got Will Greer. You've got a bunch of returning skill position players. You've got to win the Big 12. You can't just go to the conference championship game and be happy. You can't. Because when you're a Pitt, when you're a West Virginia, you only get certain opportunities to compete. And Pitt, Pitt ruined West Virginia's last opportunity at a national championship. When you've got that chance, you've got to take it. And that's what's most, most interesting to me is if you're talking about this year, those are the expectations that I think would constitute a successful season. But if you're talking year to year, if you're Pitt, I think every four years you should be able to win the division and play for a conference championship. Every year winning the Atlantic isn't going to be attainable. But every four years, can you win the Atlantic? Yeah, absolutely. When you've got senior-laden rosters, that to me is legit. You've got a shot. And maybe Pitt's never going to be a national championship contender again, but Pitt, I think, absolutely can be a contender for their conference and can play for conference championships. West Virginia, same kind of thing. Every four years, they should be playing in that championship game. Penn State, every four years, they should have a legitimate chance to win the Big Ten. And really, every four years, they should win the Big Ten. (coughs) I cough. I don't care. I'll cough. I'll cough on the air. I'm going to die one day anyway. It doesn't matter. What happened? College football, to me, is better than the NFL because you can set different expectation levels based on your geography, based on your conference, and based on the makeup of your university. When Vanderbilt wins nine games, it's a huge success. When Alabama wins nine games, oh my God, the sky's falling. College football, to me, is beautiful in that way. West Virginia's got a great team this year, but I'm not going to sit here and say that they should be winning the national championship. I'd be happy with lesser goals. Pitt, 
happy with lesser goals. Pitt goes into this season thinking, okay, we've got a chance to win the ACC. They really don't. It's not going to happen. But if you win eight games, if you win seven games and beat Penn State, it's a good year, right? To you, me, yes. Absolute success. I think most Pitt fans would sign up for that today. You go 7-5, and five, beat Penn State, bam, great season. 6-6 six and six and beating Penn State would sit well with me, honestly. I've been saying this for years. When the Big East was in its heyday, and West Virginia and Pitt were the biggest rivals in the Big East as far as football is concerned, one of those schools goes 8-4, and 6-6, six and 7-5, six, and five, beats the other rival. You can say you had a good season even though it wasn't a great season. And that's one of the things that's missing now from college football. Not entirely, obviously, but it's the regional rivalries. Pitt and Penn State, they got it back together, but then they're going to go on a long hiatus. West Virginia and Pitt, they're not doing it anymore. They're going to do it in a couple of years, but then I'm sure they'll go on a long hiatus. Nebraska and Texas, A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, a bunch of rivalries regionally have been broken up. Yeah, beating your rival in college football can salvage a not so good season Absolutely. and make it a memorable season. Because you can say you won't you won't look back and be like, "Man, we underachieved and went six and six. You'll look back and be like, "Wow, we kicked the crap out of Penn State when they came to Hinesfield. That is awesome. I will never forget that. Pitt was five and seven, and they beat West Virginia thirteen and nine in two thousand seven. I'll never forget it. No one will. No one will on both sides. And for Pitt. That season was nothing until that, and that made the entire year. It It's made maybe the last 30 years for Pitt football with some of the stuff that they've not been able to accomplish. You need to have a rival. And in college sports, the expectation levels for each program is different, and with certain programs, you want to play yourself up to that level. You want to change that threshold. Texas A&M, they hired Jimbo Fisher. They think we've never won really anything, but we have – a 90,000-seat stadium, 100,000-seat stadium in the middle of Texas. We should be able to win some stuff. So you try to play that big boy level. Other programs, they try, but they can't. And that's what changes the level of expectation. It's one of the reasons why I love college football so much. Coming up next, the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. We're also going to hear from Bloom Daddy. He's got his thoughts. Got some updates on, on the, Mr. Richard. On, on the thing that is the mad pooper. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We are. Pun intended. It's going to be the number two topic next segment. <laughs> Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Coming up in a few minutes, we've got the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. First, though, we get to the bottom, uh, pun intended, absolutely, with Mr. R- on Mr. Richard with our friend Bloom Daddy. What's up, my man? What's going on? So this Mr. Richard guy has been calling our show for a while since we've simulcasted in Wheeling. And there's a mad pooper, apparently, in Wheeling. A guy who's pooping all over the place. We think it's him. <laughs> And he called our show in the last segment and kind of admitted to it. I was told that you are the authority on this Richard guy. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm the mad pooper. I'm not going to let him steal my thunder. Oh, it's That's you. Me. Yeah, it's me. It's me. Um, yeah, Rich is uh, He's kind of a radio savant. Now, I don't know if the Guinness Book of World Records holds, you know, has a record for the most talk shows that somebody's been on, but he would have it without a doubt. I mean, if you tune in, on the West Coast tonight, you will hear Radio Rich. 
Uh, he's been on Beck. He's been on Hannity. He's been on Limbaugh. He's been on name every show in America, and the guy's been on it. I'm not kidding you. It's unbelievable. He was telling us in the last segment that he was dating a woman, and she said, "Once you go black, you never go back." And he <laughs> he has kept this in his craw to this day. He was well, also I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you you want the best story about him. Now he will deny this, but I got it from very good sources. He was a towel boy at a local cat house in Wheeling back in the day. Oh, no. He he was the towel boy. He was the mop up guy. He took care of the juice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I swear, man, I couldn't make it up. <laughs> he he called us last week. We, we were talking about some stupid stuff that we had done, and he told us how he passed out and drove through a market. Like he 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 passed out in his car and his car drove through a market. I, I believe that is true. Yeah. I, the guy, if if the, if a sloth took human form, that's what he looks like. I'm trying to give you, like you've a, seen like him. Image of, like oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he looks like a human penis. Like he <laughs> he um, put eyes and ears like Mr. Potato Head with a shaft. I mean, that's what he looks like. And uh, he's he's older. Um, he, he doesn't get around that well, but he's always got a transistor radio up to his ear or he's always listening to his car radio. Yeah, I see him all the time. What a nut job, man. Well, yes, and uh, but I'll tell you what. I love him. He knows how to work. He knows how to work host. He plays and along. You, yep. Yes, he does. And if you if you don't know what you're getting into, I have I have heard some talk shows and some good ones lose their mind over what he has said or down the road he's gone. Um, I just play with him. But I'm telling you, he, he's a le- he's legendary across the United States in talk radio. Bloom Daddy, David Bloomquist, yeah. appreciate the time, man. Thanks a lot. Anytime. You know I love you. I in love a, you too, pal. In a pal. non-homosexual sort of way, Adam. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning the other way on that. I mean... No, no, no. You'd be dating no. down, but for me, you're quite the catch. <laughs> See you, man. See you, bud. I scared him away. Wow, we got real information there. Apparently, the transistor radio to the ear is a thing. That's, have, that's two sources. That's two sources. That's confirmed. Journalism. Journalism, man. Yeah, baby. Woo! Look at us. Yeah. We confirmed something. Yes, we did. Yeah. Although now we are right back where we started with the mad pooper because we have two people coming on our show claiming to be the person. Well, this is just a simple DNA test. We're going to have to send Alex or somebody from the station down to wheel and get a spoonful of that. Bring it back. We'll send it to you and me, 23, whatever that is. They come back. Tell us who it is. I couldn't be happier with the information (laughs) that we've gathered in the last 40 minutes on Mr. Richard. And I think we're solving crimes. And it made me totally forget about me dying one day. I'm okay. I'm good, boys. I'm okay with it. I'm fine. All right. That's good. That's where we wanted you back. If I could just recap some things and say some things that we learned. One, we learned that he looks like a penis. Mr. Potato Head Penis. Mr. Potato Head Penis. Um... He apparently likes very big girls. Mm-hmm. Two fifty plus. Yep. Walks around with a transistor to his ear, all over wheeling. We know he's got a colostomy bag. He does. Yep, and it's on the floor a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we also know what else do we know? We know that he once passed out and drove through a market. Yes. Yes. We know. We know he has a loose sphincter. He yes. told us that. Mm-hmm. I think that that is part of the colostomy bag and why he poops on the floor. Mm. Okay, my bad. Mm-hmm. I, I'm liking this guy more and more <laughs> as we go along. We gotta hang out with this guy, yeah. right? Yeah, Mr. Richard, you ever want to have a beer? 
Call us. Call Brian. Call us. I don't want to hang out with that guy. We're a team. Not again. Got to. Not show prep. Show, show prep. He, oh! <laughs> he cleaned up the local... Oh, yeah. That's how, kind how of important. How did I forget that? He's That's a J-mopper. Kind of He's a J-mopper. That's kind of important. He was a J-mopper. J? Yeah, rhymes with his. Jazz? Come on. Don't, yeah. don't suck him into this. Yeah, come on, man. He would. The J Mopper, okay? What time is it, Tom? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! Richie Incognito was found with multiple guns and charged for threatening a funeral home. Woo! I say this being totally serious. That guy's got to get help. I mean, he's going to kill somebody. That is a danger to society, and it does make you go down the path of what the hell is football doing to people? We know what it did to Ryan Shazier. We know what it did to Mike Webster. We know what it has done to scores of others. Does Richie Incognito get this jail, get out of jail free card? Is it because of football or is he just a person who is dealing with mental health issues outside of football? It makes you wonder. It makes you think. It's made me think. And I've been in a thinking mood lately, mostly about negative things. And when you start looking pessimistically at the world and going piece by piece apart, uh, uh, looking at pieces of this world, football being one of them, it makes you think, mm, not good things. Aaron Hernandez, does he get the jail? Get out of jail? Why can't I say that? Get the jail out of get out of jail free card. Woo! Does he get the get out of jail free card because he might he did have CTE? What's it doing to these guys? Moving on, the Ohio State board will meet tomorrow morning to discuss the future of Urban Meyer. Let's take a poll of the room here. Tom, what do you think is going to happen, Urban Meyer? Fired. Really? I just want him to be. Brian? Dude, I said it from the beginning. I really think he's getting fired. Fired. I will go complete opposite. I think he should get fired. I've said that from the beginning. I don't think he will. And I think the reason why they wanted to get this done so quickly, they had a 14-day window. They said, we're going to get this investigation done in two weeks is because they want him back for this football season. There's a season. That's it. They want him back. If you're going to fire him, fire him. DJ Durkin, on the other hand, they're taking time. I bet you he got, does get fired. I bet you he winds up not being the head coach at Maryland. And here's the other thing about the Maryland situation that makes me want to throw myself against the wall is they're wearing the name and the number of that kid on their uniforms. Does that not make anybody else want to throw up? It makes me real uncomfortable. And look, all my family from Maryland, a lot of loyal Maryland fans, yeah. it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I get it from one angle, but still. like the, I mean, is it wrong to say the program killed him? Because the program did kill him. I think that that's why they fired the head trainer. I think that's why they've been on the Propaganda Express putting out Matt Canada in front of Big tents filled with Gatorade and those fans that spray water on you. There was, according to reports, systematic bullying going on from the head coaching position on down. 
So to put that kid's name and to put that kid's number on the uniforms, it just strikes me as more than disingenuous. It strikes me as let's rally around this kid. Well, what's rallying around him? The football program that wound up putting him in the ground. Oh, man, now we're all, we're all going to die. Ah, oh, jeez. Moving on to something less awful. If you had to order the number of production or the amount of production that you're going to get from Steelers draft picks this year, how would you order it? I go Terrell Edmonds, James Washington, Chooks, Okorafor. I think Edmonds is going to play from day one. I think they're going to find it impossible to get him to keep him off the field. And if he's playing only in sub-package football, it's still going to be seventy percent of the time. So I think he's the guy. James Washington might catch 40, 50 balls. That'll make him number two. And Chooks can maybe go ahead of them both if you'd see a tackle go down. Because he's the swing guy. But those are the three that are going to contribute. The other ones aren't. That's my order. Sticking to it. That's the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Although really not a lot of fun there. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! This show's been all over the place. The show's moving too fast for me. I like when the show's moving fast. I like when it's all over the place. Coming up next, we got sports. That's right. I promise. We'll talk about sports. I kind of want to talk about poop, though, and dying. We'll talk about sports and how the NFL is contradictory on player safety. It's the Crowley Show.